Hello everyone, I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Just what are the signs of the times? The signs of His return, His being Jesus, Yeshua, Messiah, and soon coming King. And who is this Antichrist, slated to rise, control, deceive, and destroy all who do not bow at the altar of His very being? And what form will He take? Where will He be from? And when should we be expecting his arrival, or is he already here? Here to share this and more in part one of my two-part conversation is internationally renowned prophecy expert, speaker, teacher, and author of the best-selling Blood Moons and God's Daytimer, his latest, Decoding the Antichrist, what the Bible says and what the future holds. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a high honor indeed founder and pastor of El Shaddai Ministries, Pastor Mark Biltz. Pastor Biltz, welcome to Testimony. Well, thank you. I am so very glad to be here with you. Well, I'm honored to have you here, sir. First of all, congratulations on your latest great read, Decoding the Antichrist. And secondly, before we get into our conversation today, in reading about you, you've survived death several times. Can you briefly share with our listeners the impact of that, how you came to faith in Yeshua, and then let's begin to unpack your amazing must-read decoding the Antichrist. Mark Biltz, please tell us your story. Oh, you bet. Yeah, thanks. I was raised Catholic uh, for about 20 years, and then that's when I got saved, and immediately the devil tried to take me out. Uh, I had a gun at my head twice, two different times. People said they're going to blow my head off, and I'm still here. I uh, had a major car accident uh, where I wasn't buckled in, and I rolled over 100 yards three and a half times, landing upside down in the ditch. I had medical malpractice where I almost died the day before my wedding. Uh, I was also uh, in a plane mishap, and on top of that, I was almost eaten by seven lions a year and a half ago in South Africa. But the one thing that God told me was that, hey, if it's not my time, it's not going to happen. So I don't fear death anymore. I just want to get my mission accomplished that God has me to do. Amen and amen. That is a wow. So, Pastor Bills, let's get right to it. Why did you write Decoding the Antichrist, and why should the listener care? Well, I think if anyone uh, doesn't want to be deceived by the Antichrist, they're going to want to get this book. We all know the Bible says there's a great deception coming. I mean, it's going to be a great deception. Well, the devil already has deceived the rest of the world. He's coming after the believers. And if we don't want to be deceived, we need to do what I call a profile of the Antichrist. While I never state who he is or uh, who he will be, I'm not into the names, but I'm into profiling. We need to know so we won't be deceived. Amen and amen. How damaging has replacement theology been to the rise of anti-Semitism in our nation 
and around the world today, and is history just repeating itself? Can you explain? Yes, history definitely repeats itself all the time, and the Bible even says so in Ecclesiastes 1.9, that that which has happened is that which will be. There's nothing new under the sun. And the problem with replacement theology is the foundation is wrong. You may have the most beautiful house and roof, but if you're on a shaky foundation or your foundation isn't stable, the whole thing is going to fall. And that's the problem with replacement theology. We believe that God created and planted a whole new tree and put it in Rome, rather than us realizing we're grafted into a beautiful Israel tree. You refer to the book of Esther and how Laman made laws to justify lawlessness. Certainly we are there today with legalized abortion, drugs, prostitution, and everything immoral up for grabs, including the cakes we bake. Your thoughts? Most definitely. When it comes to the book of Esther, I think it's fascinating that it comes across like a book full of laws. They were very much into laws. Uh, They had to create a law that it was okay to commit genocide and kill all the Jews. They had to create a law that it's okay for civil forfeiture, and let's just take all of Vashti's estate. They had to make a law that a man can do to his pleasure and drink all he wants. So I call it legalized lawlessness, and that's exactly what's happening on the world stage today. And it's even happening here in America, where we believe that uh, infanticide almost seems to be okay, and yet building a wall on our southern border is immoral. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Pastor Mark Biltz, prophetic expert and author of his latest, Decoding the Antichrist. Pastor Biltz, the propaganda of left-wing media, deep state politics, and those elected to Congress who represent an ideology that is clearly antichrist has polarized our nation, my view, these last couple of years. That being said, what is your view of a Trump presidency, and is this the window of grace we all need for such a time as this? Your thoughts? I definitely think so. I think that God, the Bible says, he's the one who puts people in power and removes them from power. And I believe God has put President Trump in office as a window of opportunity because the government, in one sense, has placed its foot on the neck of the believers. Like you said, it's almost like you can't even decide who you want to bake a cake for. But I believe this window of opportunity needs to be taken advantage of uh, while we have it, because who knows what will happen after a Trump presidency. Amen and amen. I'm trying to give our listeners a broad stroke of your amazing book, Decoding the Antichrist. So we're going to be jumping here and there as a renowned teacher on the Feast of the Bible, what they mean. How important is it then to know our Hebraic roots in properly connecting to our biblical roots? I think it's extremely vital. Uh, a couple of thoughts come to my mind, and that is First Thessalonians 5. Here all through the Bible we know it says that the Lord will come as a thief in the night. But when you look at the context, we see that's to the evil servants, to the foolish virgins, to the sleeping church. First Thessalonians 5 says he will not come upon you as a thief because you know the times and seasons. And the problem is with the English language. Uh, when we think of seasons, we think of winter, spring, summer, and fall. Uh, but in uh, Genesis 1.14, when God said he created the sun and the moon for seasons, 
That's not what he was referring to. As a matter of fact, that same Hebrew word that's translated as season in uh, Leviticus 23 is translated as the word feast. Well, I think of food then, so which is correct? They both are wrong. It means appointed times. Uh, and so what God is saying, he created the sun and moon to be on the right calendar so that we know when he will intersect human history. Uh, the pagan calendar that we use is based only on the sun, the Islamic calendar only on the moon, but the biblical calendar is based on both. And so Passover had to be kept at its appointed time so that they would be doing the dress rehearsal of when Messiah was going to die. Uh, the church today is off of that calendar. As a matter of fact, some years, Easter is a month before Passover. How in the world do we celebrate the resurrection a month before he even dies? And so, for me, this replacement theology and being on God's calendar, we, who wants to miss the appointed time with the Lord? Amen and amen. Now, question. Are Christians missing it if they miss celebrating the feasts, spiritually speaking? Well, I think, uh, I, I look at it this way. It's not like you're required to go, but who would want to be at the dress rehearsal for the coronation of the Messiah? Who would want to be at the dress rehearsal for the wedding of the Messiah? The feast or the dress rehearsal? And so for me, God's throwing a party. He's doing a dress rehearsal for the upcoming attractions. Who wouldn't want to be there? So in one sense, I, I think we're missing out by not wanting to connect with what God is doing. And isn't this part of blessing Israel, the scripture state, I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who curse you? What do you say to the Christian out there who believes in replacement theology, one, and who is ignorant about what's in his word and what's to come? Will your book, Decoding the Antichrist, solve these issues for him? Uh, most definitely. Uh, I mean, Romans 11, uh, most believers believe we see through a glass darkly, we only know in part. Well, guess what? Romans 11 says the Jews were only blinded in part. And so we're both blind, Jews and Christians, we both see through a glass darkly. But I believe the first group to humble themselves and look out of the other lens gets to see the clear picture. And that's what we need to do. We need to understand that we can learn from each other. Amen and amen. You mentioned in the early part of our conversation that you were raised a Catholic for 20 years. You became a Christian. What can you share, Pastor Biltz, with our Catholic listeners who might beg to differ saying that, well, I'm a Christian. What persuaded you to change course and what would you say to them? Sure. Uh, I mean, I was a real strict Catholic family. I mean, I still remember the Latin of my five sis older sisters. Three went to the convent. Of us four boys, three of us went through the seminary. I went through an all-male seminary, high school, studying to be a priest, went to a Catholic college for a year. And then a friend of mine who was raised Catholic, a neighbor, uh, led me to the Lord, where all of a sudden uh, I realized I, uh, Catholicism doesn't save me. Uh, being born a Christian doesn't save me. What saves me is a personal relationship with the Lord. So for me, this it really deepened my walk, where it's not like I was throwing out Catholicism so much as I was entering into a, a dynamic living relationship with God. And I wanted to serve Him not out of fear of punishment, not out of hope of reward, but just because uh, I wouldn't want to break His heart. That's beautiful. Now, would you term yourself, or do you term yourself as a, quote, born-again Christian? Well, yes, kind of, 
believe it or not, a Jewish rabbi that was a good friend of mine told me, you know how I would label you? I go, what? He said, I would call you a first century believer. In other words, you do believe in Yeshua, you believe in the Messiah, but you, at the same time, you're not following replacement theology, and you've entered into an exciting, dynamic relationship with the living God. So yes, I'm born again, but you know, many people misunderstand that term from John 3.3. 3. Uh, when uh, Nicodemus says, must I be born again, they don't know the Jews always believed in being born again. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Mark Biltz, pastor and founder of El Shaddai Ministries, internationally renowned prophecy expert, teacher, commentator, and best-selling author of Blood Moons, God's Daytimer, and now with his latest, Decoding the Antichrist. You could learn more about Mark Biltz's work, ministry, and mission by visiting ElShaddaiMinistries.us and DecodingTheAntichrist.com and get his book, Get Informed, and then get ready to discern the times in which you live. You will be blessed, prepared, and glad that you did. Pastor Biltz, thank you for taking precious time to share your wealth of biblical knowledge and prophetic insight and from a perspective that few may be aware. Truly, you are a watchman on the wall for such a time as this and for all of us. We look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you so much. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Last week, you heard just a sampling from one of this nation's most respected and highly regarded prophecy experts, Mark Biltz pastor and founder of El Shaddai Ministries, an internationally renowned speaker, commentator, and author of his best-selling, Blood Moons and God's Daytimer, both preludes, no doubt, to perhaps his greatest work to date, Decoding the Antichrist, what the Bible says, and what the future holds. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony, a great joy indeed, Pastor Mark Biltz. Pastor Biltz, welcome back to Testimony. <laughs> Thank you. It's great being with you. It really is. It's great having you. First of all, we barely touched the surface of your latest great read, Decoding the Antichrist. There is so much to unpack. We talked a little bit about your faith, how you came to faith in Yeshua. For those that may want to tune in and listen, they can hear that at Roku, Google, Amazon Fire TV, iTunes, Podcast, the web, social media, Salem Satellite, distribution. For this segment, Pastor Biltz, I want to take our listeners even deeper, and we're going to try to unpack as much as we can. Here we go. Most describe King Solomon, 
as the richest and wisest man that ever lived. But you have a different take. Can you explain and then share with our listeners why his life and legacy should be a warning to us all? Well, thank you so much. I would love to. And this is one of the reasons I wrote the book, because I don't want people to be deceived. Everyone is looking for a King Solomon to solve the problems in the Middle East. Well, I believe the Antichrist is going to pattern himself more like a King Solomon than anyone else. And the reason I say that, when you think about uh, the one note of wisdom for King Solomon, it was about trying to cut a baby in half. Well, guess what? Israel is God's son, and I believe they're going to try to solve the Middle East problem by cutting the baby in half again. And King Solomon, he was evil, as a matter of fact. When you look at the text, if you keep it in context, everything that God said the king is not to do, that's what he did. He married multiple wives. He married foreign wives. He multiplied silver and gold. He multiplied horses. He built pagan altars instead of tearing down the altars. He was the first king to authorize a child sacrifice to Molech. You can read that in 1 Kings 11 when he built uh, pagan altars for all of his wives. As a matter of fact, his son Rehoboam, his mother was an Ammonitess, and they worshipped Molech by sacrificing their firstborn children. And as a matter of fact, guess how much gold came into Solomon every year? 666, 666 talents of gold. Everything is pointing to Solomon, who really was lawless. And it seemed like legalized lawlessness. As a matter of fact, whoever offered their child to Molech was to be stoned, and for those who turned their eyes away, they also would be judged, God said. And I think that's the problem. Even today, Jensen, too often the public turns a blind eye to politicians when they break God's laws instead of holding them accountable. And what does God's Word specifically have to say about that? What is our responsibility as Christians? Well, I, I think our responsibility is not to turn a blind eye. We need to hold our politicians' feet to the fire, and that's where we have to be involved. We need to vote them out of office or hold them accountable. This goes back to this legalized lawlessness, this concept that when governments legalize lawlessness and turn a blind eye, that just shows you where society is at right now. We are opening the door for the lawless one to arrive. We're at the door. Is the church at fault? Can you expound? The church is supposed to be salt and light. And I don't think we're being the salt and light that we're supposed to be. I think the church is much like lot. Well, we have become totally assimilated, sitting at the gates of Sodom and Gomorrah, rather than being like Abraham, who was up on the mountaintops. He's the one, the prophet, who is aware of what is coming, and he is praying. He is interceding. As a matter of fact, you know Lot's name? In Hebrew, the first letter, the L, is the letter Lamed. In early Hebrew, it was represented by a shepherd's staff, meaning authority. Then you have the vav, which is a nail connecting it, and then the T sound is the Hebrew letter tet, representing the serpent. So Lot's name literally means he's the one who was righteous, but he gave his authority over to the serpent. And so we're seeing authority. They don't care if Lot sits in the gate as long as he doesn't, you know, try to regulate how they behave. The minute Lot tried to regulate how they behave, they said, who made you a judge over us? Well, that's the problem with the church. We're, we're happy being the church, but we don't want to be involved. 
Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Pastor Mark Biltz, prophecy expert, author, his latest great read, Decoding the Antichrist. Pastor Biltz, let's talk now about artificial intelligence, commonly referred to as AI, and the rush to develop 5G technology, and why the increase of this technology is not necessarily a good thing. Can you explain? Yes. uh, To me, this artificial intelligence is all about manipulation and control. They want to manipulate your behavior. They want to control you uh, so that you uh, buy what they want to buy when they want you to buy it. Uh, It's all about control and manipulation. And it's think of it this way, too. They, they are trying to give artificial intelligence morals so it can decide what is right and wrong. Who wants to have a computer telling you what is right or wrong? As a matter of fact, on these driverless cars, they're giving the computer a moral so that if you're riding in the back seat and a deer runs in front of the car, the computer decides if it hits the deer or runs you off the cliff and kills you. I mean, this is horrible. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. They need to get your book to hear more about that. Ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Mark Biltz, Decoding the Antichrist. Next question. Why should Christians care and be alert to biblical prophecy if they already believe in Jesus, are going to heaven, and are now just in, quote, wait mode? Well, to me, you're either... Uh, moving forward or falling backwards. I don't think there's such a thing as wait mode. Uh, Too many believers think, well, I've got Jesus in my pocket. I said the magic words, I'm in, so who cares? I tell you what, that sounds more like the evil servant that God is going to say, I want. I don't even know you. Uh, When you get hired by someone, you're you're employed to go to work. Well, God has, has hired us to go to work to build his kingdom. Even the Our Father prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Well, we are the ones who make his will done on earth. Uh, so uh, I, I believe that a complacent Christian is going to be more like Lot rather than like Abraham. And uh, we need to trust in our relationship with the Lord, but we need to do what he says as well. Well said, well said. To millennials, what in your view is their mindset today? And will your book, Decoding the Antichrist, help change it? I definitely think that my book would help change it, and I hope grandmas and moms buy this book for their millennial kids, because I tell you what, right now, uh, according to some polls that I saw, the millennials are the least uh, age group to want to go to church. As a matter of fact, most millennials think the church does more harm than good. And so uh, my book, I really believe and I hope, will reach these millennials uh, because I do talk a little bit of their language with the technology and artificial intelligence. Uh, But uh, more than anything, I want to reach their heart, not just their heads. And I want them to understand how important it is to have a living relationship with God uh, and how easy the deception can be. And I think more than any other generation, the millennials are looking for authenticity. Exactly. You talk about in your book the Jewish view, the Islamic view, and the Christian view of the end times and why it's important to know all three. Can you explain? 
Sure. I think it's, we should need to know uh, most people have never understood the Islamic view of end times or the Jewish view of end times. So I go on that because I want people to understand the whole picture, not just tunnel vision uh, from just one particular view. And in Islam, uh, they believe their Antichrist is the Jewish Messiah. And in Judaism, they believe their Antichrist is the Christian Messiah. And in Christianity, many believe it's the Islamic Messiah. So it's like everyone's Antichrist is chasing the other one's Messiah. Uh, it's, it's quite <laughs> funny. But uh, I, the, in Islam, they believe there are two Jesus who come back, a real Jesus and a fake Jesus. And the way they know the difference is the fake Jesus loves the Jewish people. We can see how Satan is setting them up to be deceived. Uh, and in, Islam, uh, in Judaism... Uh, they have two witnesses, just like Christians do, and they believe it's Moses and Elijah as well. But here's the thing. The church that follows replacement theology, when they see these two Jewish guys in Jerusalem that are, are speaking, you need to return to God, and they're bringing all this judgment on everybody, uh, turning water to blood, stopping the rain, fire coming out of their mouths. Most Christians who are anti-Semitic are going to say, wow, that's, that's the Satan, that's the Antichrist and the false prophet. And then you can have these two slick, woolly preachers coming up in fine dress suits that kill them, and they're going to say it's all grace and love, and everyone's going to fall for them. Because I think the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to come appearing more like Elijah and Moses. Will they come from the East, Pastor Mark Biltz? Where do you think the Antichrist will come from? Well, I think, uh, not necessarily geographically, but I think he's going to come out from among the believers. I think he's going to be a professing Christian. Hey, he, the devil already has deceived the whole world. They're just concerned about power, uh, the world is, you know, and economics. But the church, who's looking not to be deceived, uh, if, if uh, he comes out as a Christian, he professes to believe in God, that's why the church will fall for him. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Mark Biltz, pastor and founder of El Shaddai Ministries, internationally renowned prophecy expert, teacher, commentator, and best-selling author of Blood Moons, God's Daytimer, and now with his latest, Decoding the Antichrist. You can learn more about Mark Biltz's work, ministry, and mission by visiting elshaddaiministries.us and decodingtheantichrist.com and get his book, Get Informed, and then get ready to discern the times in which you live. You will be blessed, prepared, and glad that you did. Pastor Biltz, it has been an honor having you share just a little of your amazing must-read, Decoding the Antichrist, and the biblical reality of what this means for all of us and for the times in which we live. Your labor of love in comparative research, study, and analysis is a gift I pray our listeners will take advantage of to become informed, armed, and equipped for the days ahead. Hosea 4.6 states, and I quote, My people perish for lack of knowledge. And Revelation 12.11, the foundational scripture for this broadcast, and I quote in part, we overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Indeed. Thank you, Pastor Biltz, for equipping the body of Christ to do just that. God bless you. We thank you. Shalom. Shalom. 
Thank you. Be blessed. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.